everyone, and welcome to a very, very special episode of How Come. I know I say that often, but this one is the sum up come down. Uh, and that is just a stupid phrase that I invented for essentially a mid-season review of uh, everything that we have done this season. A chronicle, if you will, of uh, my orgasm journey thus far. Uh, some of you already have listened to all the episodes. Some of you don't have time. Some of you have never listened to any episodes, and you're just like, Remy, like, give me the good stuff. Um, I want to give you the good stuff, so I'm going to do it in two parts. Uh, this is part one of the sum up come down uh, and uh, it's episodes one through six. Uh, I'm going to tell you uh, what the guests uh, gave me as their assignments, how those assignments went for me. Obviously, if you want to listen to those assignments more in depth, go back and listen to the episodes, uh, especially if you're not coming, because um, I don't know if you guys know this, but it worked. Like how come is now how came. So we have to change the format a little bit because uh, yeah, it's a different uh, show. So let's get started. Um, and uh, yeah, this is part one of the Sum Up Come Down. <laughs> sum Up Come, come down. down. That was a bunch of me in different voices. Hello, everyone. It is Saturday at midnight in Atlantic City, and I have just put together the most beautiful array of um, greatest hits, I think, from episodes one through six. This is that. Um, we're going to start with episode one. Uh, my guests were my sister and co-producer, uh, Charlotte Casimir. Uh, she was amazing, and she did a ton of statistic research for us, which was great because I was feeling very alone and sad and, like, pathetic. And it's it's really interesting for me to, like, go back and listen to how little I knew and how terrified I was of coming. Um, but Charlotte, yeah, she did some statistic research, and this is what she found. This kind of stuff that is so understudied and underreported and misunderstood um, but when it comes to you being like, I feel so alone. According to Charlotte's research. She's not alone. It's pretty fucking normal. Is it that normal? Yeah. You, okay. want, some, you want some stats? I would love some stats. Throw them at you? Yeah. So I think the main one that like people don't really know is that okay. uh, they estimated that women who can orgasm from intercourse alone, intercourse being like just a dick. Okay, mm -hmm. no hands, no nothing else. Guess from just a dick. I would say going by like it seems like what everyone. I see in the movies, mm -hmm. like 95%. Right? Yeah. No, it's 8. No. 8%. Stop. Yeah. Okay. okay. And then other statistics put it around for women who never orgasm from just intercourse, 70 to 90%. Isn't that insane? Also, how terrified do I sound? I sound like a completely different person. Post-orgasm and pre-orgasm, Remy, are they're just different ladies. If you're not comfortable enough to say, move your hand this way or go faster or do this, it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah, which is like if you're a genuinely shy person in, or generally shy in normal life, yeah. how are you so not supposed to be shy in the bedroom? Oh, my gosh, it's so hard. Yeah. But I one thing that like does allude to that is that 75% of women do come if they're lesbians because mm. they're I mean for so many reasons it's like you know what you like they know what you like it's yeah more comfortable so I guess we can all just be, be gay lesbians. and then then it'll happen okay 
I feel like that makes sense because there's like no divide. Um, you both have the same parts. Except for, I guess, I feel like if I was a lesbian, I'd be competitive. I'd be like, whose tits are bigger? Um, I also, obviously, we had another guest. Uh, Wendy Starling was our main guest that week, and she is essentially a professional comer. That's what she said. She has been a sugar baby, and she sold her panties on the internet. Um, but she, I mean, coming-wise, she just gushes. She's talking about squirting and how she can fucking multiple orgasm like 15 times. I was, like, freaking out. Um, I started to get... Yeah, I was like really scared. Um, okay, here's another clip that I really like. So orgasms happen in your brain. Like obviously there's physical stimulation, but that's it's how. It's definitely a mental thing. A million percent. I'm so scared. It's a little scary. scares me. Yeah. I don't know what's gonna happen. Like oh, you gotta let it go. If, yeah. It's what a if I shit? Issue. What if like? What if I make a really weird noise? That's like oh yeah. <laughs> like. Ooh, oh, what so if my face? Like, I've seen boys' faces. They don't look good. No. No. Oh, so you get to the point and then, okay, so you can have one. You just have and to, like, like, no, 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 no. You just have to chill the fuck out. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I'm, I'm <laughs> quite neurotic. Well, the funny thing is, actually, I was just reading about this yesterday when you're like, I feel like I'm going to pee. Yeah. That's, like, often when girls come. When like they when pee? they know it feels like you're yeah that's pee. the feeling I know yeah. no I know but better once so you do and it's not pee I know I'm so scared though so that was good I mean I already knew that that was the like, oh I'm, I'm almost there but yeah there was still this mental block of just being like terrified I don't know and I think we're always all thinking about like oh maybe I'm being slutty or whatever like because girls aren't supposed to be slutty or like sex or whatever and like be I don't know being loose or I don't know. Uh, this is something that Wendy said that actually really qualmed my fears. Um, just to listen. Especially if you're coming a lot. The more you fuck a lot of times, your push out, pussy actually gets tighter, so you're not worn out. It's the opposite. Like, you'll be, you know when you, like, Interesting. fuck? When That's you fuck a good online, thing, girls. Yeah. Whoa. Girls, if you get one takeaway from yeah, this app. fuck more, because your pussy will That's be tighter. I swear to God. Cause <laughs> I, and, that, and I did, this is, I, could, I always remember this. I was, um was dating this guy and then he was out of town and then I hooked up with somebody else and this other guy had a way bigger dick and we we're fucking like all week and it was amazing so this guy comes back and he's like hey and I bit like the day before had been fucking this dude with like a way bigger dick and I'm like huh but I was coming so much and then we fucked and I swear to god he, he was like no it was the opposite we we're, were like making out and then we start he goes he's like oh no one's he's like oh god you're you're tight so he's like, funny. no one's been in here for a while. And I was thinking like, oh, yeah. And then I'm like, oh, fooled my another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good work, gal. <laughs> like, I high five. But yeah, you so, tricky clit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, tricky clit. Uh, that's, a, that's a great album. She's name. like a little 1920s lady. I know. Hi, I'm tricky clit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so it's not true. The more you fuck it, your pussy doesn't stretch out. It's not like a it's not like a neck in a not a neck hole in a sweater. Yeah. And especially if you're coming and you're flexing, because when you That's come. That's like Kegels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many of you are doing Kegels right now? Every single woman, every time you say it. I know we've said it before, but it's just, yeah, we're all pulsating right now. But isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. Everyone get out there and get some dick. Um, or just stop worrying so much about, like, being used and tattered and shit. I really was, like, kind of worried about that. But, yeah, no, I'm not. How dope. So then uh, Wendy, uh, she gave me her assignment, and basically it was to lightly caress myself over my cotton panties uh, in the dark uh, for 20 minutes, uh, no stimulation, uh, just trying to think of sexy thoughts or whatever. 
I, it didn't work out. Um, I tell this to Lindsay Metzler, my friend who has her own podcast called We Met at Acme. Uh, she came on episode two to talk about how that assignment went. I cried. It fucking sucked. I couldn't get out of my head. I hated it. Um, I, just because I thought I was like still broken. Uh, I just thought it was impossible. Um, so I guess it was more, it was just like really emotional. Um, but so I had Lindsay on and she's a social media expert. So this was a little clip that I loved just cause I asked her for some dating tips, uh, because we met at Acme has a lot of dating Intel. Uh, here we go. Have you ever posted for a guy? Um, I like wouldn't hoping say posted that he for a guy, but I've definitely posted like being like, like nudging their attention, you know? Yeah. Not being, well, being like, not I be know like, that they're hey, going to text Daniel, me. Hey, Daniel, text me no, as yeah, of your course, caption. Like, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like, mean, you have to be subtle. That would be You have to be epic. like, oh, Honestly, like casually. Like, if a girl did that, like I would have so much respect. You, you guys, I dare one of you to do that for your crush. I think it still would be like the most hilarious thing in the entire world. And if you do it, will you screenshot it to me? I don't know. I'll like, we'll go to dinner, Blaze, and then we can like hang out and talk about it. I really, I'll think you're so brave and awesome. Oh, also, this was a really uh, great thing Lindsay and I were talking about because um, I had always been like really in my head about like, what's the guy thinking of my body? And especially like, is this too much hair? And like, blah, blah, blah. Uh, here are Lindsay's thoughts about that. Just came from a wax. Sorry for the TMI. Yeah. But like I was literally thinking about this because the guy that I'm seeing, um, like I had just come home from Mexico and I saw him that night and it's obvious that I don't have time to do right. any maintenance. Yeah. And so I was like, should I tell him or should I just like wing it? Yeah. And I kind of just like winged it. I didn't say anything. Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about being like, just so you know, like obviously I haven't gotten a wax, yeah. but like that's already obvious. Right. Like he's coming over post flight. Yeah. Like, unless there was a woman in the bathroom on the yeah. flight that does waxing. Like, like a new mile high. It's a no. Or, yeah. like, a laser woman at, like, the airport. And they have those. They've added it to the spa. I believe like it. Those little in I believe spots. it. But, so, I didn't say anything. And then it was totally fine. I just always think about, like, oh, like, because on, on episode one, somebody wrote into me. And he was like, hey, by the way, some guys don't like to eat pussy because uh, if there's hair there, like, it's smellier and it's, like, sweatier or whatever. Like, what? Right, and that he's gets me in looking, my head. He's, he's messing with the wrong pussies, first of all. That's okay. unfortunate for him, and I'm sad for him. But second of all, just But he as, said he likes That's it. just as likely as, as us, like, getting a hair in our mouth, blowing a dude. What's the difference? Because guys, most guys don't have hair on their shafts, is the thing. Have you en- I, ever you're encountered right. a hairy shaft? You're right. I think that would be really weird, but we don't have I've hair on our clits. That. Uh, that's true. Yeah, so pull it back. Get in there. Monsters. Fucking losers. Losers. No, now that I'm thinking about it, like it's like you should be number one attractive to you. So whatever that means yeah. for you, the other person that you're going to be hooking up with is eventually going to have to be okay with it. Right? Agreed. Isn't that an empowering thought? That like changed my entire life. Then I was like, oh, I get it. I don't find myself sexy sometimes. And that's why I'm in my head. Like confidence is everything. Uh, and uh, people say that and you don't really understand it. But yeah, it's huge. I, I don't know. That that really changed my mind about things. I really like that point. Um, our guest that day was Napoleon Emile, uh, who won F- March Madness at Caroline's. He's like the funniest person in the entire world. And I asked him to do this podcast like a year ago when I was still thinking about it because he has the best first time coming story. Um, this is just a little snippet of it. But yeah, you guys are going to love it. It was my first time. But your first time coming 
and your first time having, having sex, sex yeah. were at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. Well, I was pretty. I was pretty young. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't know how to jerk off at the time. I didn't have any like formal training with it. So like my first time. I was how sex old were you was, again? Uh, it was a summer. I can't. I can't remember. It was eleven, turning twelve. I, I know I was like at least 12 or 12 about to turn 13. It wasn't 11, but it was super young. And you'd never like even tried to jack off or anything like no. by yourself? No, not even. Not at that age. I didn't. I didn't. For some reason, you know, at that age, jacking off for some reason was like known as a gay thing to do, which was like a negative thing. Wait, really? Dudes are like, yo, you jack off, bro, you gay. Why? That's hilarious. I think that's the weirdest thing. Was it because they were like all jacking off together or something? No, it's just, I just, I I don't know. It's just any type of like letting people in, I guess. Or talking about it is gay. talking about it, I guess, is gay or sharing it, but... Dudes would like bait you into the quest, and they were like, "Yo, you jerk, you jerk, you ever beat me?" You'd be like, "Yeah, sure." They were like, "Oh, you." Oh, you get. Wait, that is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Like, it's like tricking you into admitting that like you're doing a perfectly like fun, awesome. Yeah. Very low on the sex spectrum. Very low. Very low. Yeah, that's what I'm learning. Apparently, everybody does this. Masturbate. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some people. Uh, you guys have to listen to that entire. That's episode two. You'll just die. Um, but yeah, isn't that crazy? Apparently, like guys were shamed. Not everywhere, but guys were shamed into thinking that jacking off was gay. So girls were thinking we're gross. Guys are thinking they're gay. Like episode two was really fun because we talk a, a lot about like what guys like, what girls like, what we all think that nobody likes about the both of us. Um, and we kind of realize that we're all pretty similar. With some little differences. Uh, episode three was really bomb. Uh, my friend Alex Pichera, who does the sound on this podcast, shout out to Alex. Uh, he's also a stand-up comedian. He uh, told me his first time coming stories and um, enlightened me on a thing that I didn't know about male orgasms to begin with. Uh, so take a listen to this one. Okay, wait, wait, wait rewind. You, you could come with that. orgasmed, uh-huh. but you didn't jizz. make any fluid? And jizz, yeah. Like, I was too young to produce it. What the it. fuck does I that mean? I was pre-bubescent. I was like... Uh, okay, but then what is the at- orgasm itself? It is the feeling. It's like the... Com- it's like a... It, it's like a culmination of, like, everything that's building up inside you. And it's like... Bang. A man can have an orgasm without, without coming? 100%. What the fuck? But I'm... Look, I, I don't do that. Like, I'm not saying You're I not do doing that, that regularly. No, I've never done that okay, to, as an adult, so really. Well, you, maybe once Do before. you have problems know. coming ever in the bedroom, like, with another person? Um, when we're talking... If we're a- taking Adderall out of the picture. <laughs> um, in general, no, but I've never come from, like, a blowjob. Ever? Instance. Yeah. I would say that's something why? that me and Wait, a lot of guys share. Ladies, tune in. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? So, wh- first of all, why are we down there if you're not going to do it? <laughs> well, it's still fun. Okay. No, please. Okay. Don't stop. Oh, should I, I shouldn't have said that. No, no, don't I'm stop. I'm never getting any blowjobs ever again. <laughs> but for blowjobs, yeah, no. I think once ever, maybe, and and we're talking about like why though it's like are you in your head or like i I don't think it's me being like oh i need to come but i do think i do have like um since i haven't come from it Mm -hmm. i've definitely built up like a oh i'm not gonna come from the blowjob i think that's how i feel with everything that's what i was about to say like even when i'm masturbating even when i'm having sex like it's not gonna happen all that's on my brain is is it going to happen this time? And now what's but on th- my brain is, is it going to happen this time? And do I have to end this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Uh, 
but I, but feel, I won't. Even, even if I do it this week, we're gonna keep. We're gonna keep going. Craziness, yeah. crazy assignments. Crazy the assignments are gonna ramp up. I would say, right? Because oh, like so. watching porn is pretty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that uh, Lindsay and Napoleon told me that I had to watch porn because I I never really had done it um to, for like sexual pleasure um which they were like that's strange uh I, I was just much more into movies so yeah their assignment for week three was watch porn and I, I discussed that all with Alec different plethora of the plethora of types of porn that I watched from like trans shit to like uh cream pie and uh, I don't know all this lesbian stuff I, I watched a lot of stuff but yeah, you can hear about all the types of porn on, that I watched on episode three. Uh, I talk about it with Alex quite in depth. I thought that was really interesting about Alex not being able to come during blowjobs because then it kind of made me feel like I was less weird um, just for not being able to like um, mentally focus because I was like, oh, I might have some like psychological problems. But then hearing that a guy also has those issues um, when guys are supposed to be the ones who are so sexual and stuff, it was like, oh, that's kind of a load off because... Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it is it is a mental thing, and physical, but but mental. Um, <laughs> uh, and I told Alex one of my friends watches uh, fat people on treadmills. That's what she does to get off. And he was like, "Oh, do you think she's sexually attracted to that?" And then it was just like, "Do you have to be sexually attracted to the porn that you're watching, or do you just have to watch something that like gets you so out of your head that you can just like physically enjoy?" That's an interesting question. I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but that's something that we talked about for a bit. Uh, our guest that week was Aaliyah Janine. She is my friend, a uh, comic as well, and a former porn star. So we talk about like her career in porn, but we also talk about her first time coming, obviously, because we talk about that for all the episodes. And I know I'm not including all the stories in this one, but you can go back and listen to. Everybody has their first time coming story. Uh, but Aaliyah basically discuss the importance of the clit, uh, which we touched on earlier, but uh, I think you'll really enjoy this clip. I thought it was very interesting. Like the way that that like I figured it out is that because it moves and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. either you're righty or a lefty sometimes or maybe right Wait, on top. It moves. Yeah. Like you, you, you like when it when it's um, when it's like hard basically when when your clit is hard yeah it kind of like and you like it either more i on have the to start thinking of my clit as a little penis is what you're saying it kind of is yeah. it's almost like if you're a righty or a lefty um sometimes you may like it rubbed more on the right side mm. of it oh that makes sense or on the left side of it because sometimes like direct st stimulation uh, is too much yeah it is direct too much. stimulation yeah, yeah thank yeah, you sorry. is um too much yeah and so um maybe because you have the hood uh -huh. and so you could rub the outside of the hood on like the right or the left side or maybe even underneath or like right on top sometimes as well like you just have to figure out um which side it is like if you're right-handed try the right side yep uh so that was pretty interesting to me i never knew that it moved that's like a little boner it's literally a little boner who knew so then we're talking about how leah got into porn and um specifically bdsm stuff uh which i was like very curious about uh and this is what she had to say about it like i've never had a baby and there's only been like a couple of fists in I there mean, so like <laughs> 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 and it was angelina valentine and she's got the tiniest little hands oh, so. should i check nothing. her out <laughs> um she's she's kind of violent yeah oh is that what she's she's filming like that's what she's into well i mean we shot yeah the scene that we shot she, oh, okay. she was were a you dumb. scared like 
Like, is BDSM stuff scary for you? No. Um, well, when I, because I, I work for kink.com, which is known as like the huge, like, like website for, for like all <laughs> things. Yeah. <laughs> all things BDSM and, and kink, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to try it. I'm like, I was in porn and, and, I was able to explore like different things that like I wasn't going to be judged for. And like, it was in a safe environment with like mm-hmm. professionals and not like yeah. some weird people off yeah. the Craigslist. Or Cause <laughs> like you're on a set at the end yeah, of the day. And, 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 it's, and everyone's and they're and, and the joke about kink is, is that like they're in this dungeon and just like, and it's gnarly and it looks like it should be very scary. Yeah. But in the background they're like, Oh, do you have enough lube? Do you need sandwiches? Or, like just like the <laughs> yeah. sweetest people. Yeah. You know, and, and well, because it is a mental thing, too. So so like after every scene, like we do like before interviews and after interviews uh-huh. and, and like and sometimes they film them and sometimes you don't. But it's like a decompression kind of it's thing. It's kind of like having a therapist on set. Yeah, basically. Sure okay. Yeah. I thought that was cool, especially because like you don't think about how much time on set they spend just like chilling and doing normal stuff. So I don't know. People always think about porn stars fucking nonstop. And it's like, no, it's. So it's a film set. No, there's they're doing other stuff. Um, so yeah, naturally after the clit conversation, Aaliyah was like, "Go look at your clit in the mirror and like try and manipulate it and stuff." Um, I had Emily Wilson from Babe.net and my friend Talia, who is a nurse, on the next episode to talk about how my clit looking adventures went. Uh, not well. Um, it didn't really work out, but w- one of the funny things that uh, happened was this little ditty from Emily Wilson. Yeah, I only realized like a year ago that I have what's called a Homer Simpson vagina. What is that? Which is my vagina when standing looks like Homer Simpson's mouth sideways. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, that's also the Nicki Minaj vagina. It's and like an innie. Yep. Yeah, and I didn't realize that was even a thing until um, my best friend... And I were looking at, we're comparing our vaginas and we have the opposite looking vaginas. Like everything of hers is out and about, mm-hmm. playing out to play. Mm-hmm. And everything of mine is like hidden inside. Does she have an easier time coming than you do? Do you know about her coming life? Or um, we're, we're pretty much the same. Same. Yeah, we're both. So really, yeah. it doesn't matter. Different looks of vaginas don't necessarily mean that they work any differently. No, or, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I love that Homer Simpson vagina. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really good and that so- soothed my soul because I was like, even if my vagina looks different, I didn't think that it looked that different, honestly, from anything else. It, uh, I was just like, are all the parts there? Um, so that would eventually lead Emily and Talia to be like, go to your fucking gynecologist. Um, and that was my... Um, that was my assignment for that week. Um, but before we got to the assignment, we also had a really good conversation. And the, the basic point, it, it comes from this article uh, from The Atlantic, but the basic point is that women, uh, whether they're socialized or it's just like our natural inclination, uh, always put men's pleasure in front of our pain. Um, this is something that Talia said that uh, really resonated. I think that also a lot of it, like I think that a lot of the issues that come up on this podcast and and particularly re- related to this is like our discomfort I think both like men and women with discussing sex in like a very like frank and transparent way yeah and I think that a lot of the times like I've definitely had painful sex where I've had to like tap out and just be like you know like I, I can't push through and I'm disappointed like I'm frustrated yeah. with myself like, yeah because a like I I, sex is is fun for me like I enjoy doing it and I think that it can definitely like yeah you're you know, like I don't want to dry up here right like I'm frustrated with myself and then it's this like also this added like self-consciousness of like 
fuck like I wanted that to be fun for for both of us yeah and for you like I think I get off knowing that like I'm getting someone off sure like yeah. that's a turn on for me and like I don't and I don't like see it necessarily like as a chore like my obligation but like I I want to get you like I want to mm-hmm. be a great lay and I think that like the fear or like the self-consciousness of, of talking about that with your partner is like a big barrier and I also don't want you to think that like I have some sort of like plagued or like dysfunctional vagina like, right I don't yeah. want yeah. you to like hold like hold this against me that like I had to tap out this one time and yeah. I think but, that like I've definitely said like you know it's not you it's just like my vagina really hurts well I was gonna say but the reason why you feel that way is because no women ever speak up about their vagina and so then these yeah. men have been conditioned to think that what they don't know is discomfort is like a woman enjoying herself question mark like they don't they've never had a woman tell them like the last guy I had sex with a few weeks ago and like we were doing it doggy and he was going way too hard but like I knew that if he continued for like a little longer he'd come and it would be over yeah and he actually said to me he was like are you okay like do you like am I is this too much like I just bared it and I was like no 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 I'm fine I'm fine and like I just let him keep going because in my head I was like this is easier than, than me having to explain to him like I don't want to do this anymore right so I'd rather just take the pain for like two more minutes and then go to sleep I'm with you on that yeah which I know is wrong like I'm no, not no, proud of that no no it's, it's just something that we we do I mean I think that conversation was really good because could we say the word vagina more times? I don't think so. But also it like it makes women and women to blame in this whole thing um, because, yeah, men are being too rough, but women aren't necessarily telling them what's wrong. I think why we're not telling them sometimes is because in kind of women are scared that men will kind of rape them or beat them or overpower them or get mad at them. Uh, we don't want to make anybody mad. Um, but, yeah, it kind of makes men and women both to blame uh, because – how are men supposed to learn if we're not saying anything? Um, but yeah, I get when women don't want to speak up because men are bigger and they can overpower us. But communication, it came up again. Uh, it's a very important thing. Um, this is another thing that we talked about that I thought was really cool. Um, I think also, like, just to clarify, for me at least, like, don't think that, like, if a girl doesn't have an orgasm during sex, that it should be considered, like, a failure. Like, there are some times where, like, I just don't no, have sex fun. during it. It's still fun. And, like, I've had plenty of times where like I haven't had an orgasm while we're having sex but then like when he finishes like immediately he's like either like going down on me or fingering me like because he's like I'm pretty transparent when Mm -hmm. I've had an orgasm or not and like I and so like I can have an orgasm afterwards and that's still like an enjoyable sexual experience for me so like I think guys shouldn't feel pressure necessarily that like if a girl doesn't come when we're having sex that like I failed or it was bad or whatever like there are other ways to like I can have an orgasm before we have sex after Mm -hmm. during twice before and after like (laughs) I've had consecutive like it's there's no like number on it just like make it fun and make it like I think you want to feel like somebody is invested in your like yeah yeah isn't it cool to hear like a nurse who's like smart as fuck talking in a very cool way talia's cool as shit uh here's something else that she said and also foreplay is big like i think a lot of people like a lot of guys just like when you're there just try to go right in like Mm -hmm. foreplay is huge like you need to get the blood circulating to that area like it takes time to get engorged and like yeah maybe a guy can get erect 
um, faster. But I think that like foreplay is huge and can have a dramatic impact on a girl's ability to achieve an orgasm when you're having sex. Like personally, I'm all about the foreplay. Yeah, I am too. I don't need to have intercourse that lasts an hour. I would rather have like 30 minutes of foreplay and have three minute sex Mm -hmm. than the opposite. So we got into this conversation about Emily works at uh, Babe.net, which is the uh, publication that came out with the Aziz Ansari article. So we talk a lot about sexual assault in this episode. And just in general, even if it's not assault, male pleasure versus women's pain and how often women put um, their pain aside to please a guy, whether it's in the bedroom or otherwise. Uh, So, yeah, they told me to go to the gynecologist. And then guess what? I went and it was great. And she said everything was in working order. And um, I also went to my psychiatrist because during that conversation, we talk about how SSRIs, which are antidepressants um, and other anxiety inhibitors, uh, can lower your sex drive. And so I went to her and I asked her if that was the problem. She said no. So then I was just off to the races. And I I was on a bunch of podcasts at that time um, promoting How Come. And one of the podcasts I was on, uh, my friend will winners he recommended a sex toy and i'm not going to say what because you're going to have to listen to episode six if you want to um hear what happened episode six is when it happened but episode five i had purchased a sex toy and and i was already pretty confident that it was about to happen uh so i had my friends david goldberg who is the editor of time out new york he does the lgbt events and comedy events and stuff to do around new york city uh and he was talking about his own issues um of fitting into a mold and whenever you're labeled something that that's what you have to be um so i will let him explain still just feel like any deviation any way of seeking my own pleasure outside of like what i was taught when i was 18 would work for me or what i was supposed to do as like Mm -hmm. a twink back in the day is i can't do it do you identify as a twink i in my head i'm an 18 year old meeting i'm 27 but Mm -hmm. in my head i'm still 18 meeting like 26 year old guys who are so much older and have their own apartments and I have to do whatever they say and like my orgasm or my pleasure doesn't really count for anything right I really liked hearing a guy say that just because that's how I felt the whole time is that like I was doing it for guys pleasure and stuff instead of my own Um, and I we also discuss in this episode this book that I was reading called for yourself it is a very very good book I highly recommend it but yeah and for yourself it's just talking about how you have to have sex for yourself you're not having sex to please another person you're doing I mean you're doing it you want to please them during but yeah I I thought that was cool that David and I shared the same struggles (laughs) this is just another funny thing that uh David was struggling with that I liked and relate to (laughs) it's like his dick was way too big this is the other thing I'm struggling with lately is it's like yeah, big is good, but, like, you can't marry big. Well, I think about that all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, like, great. Hold on to this. It's such, it, like, a feeling it, of security. Beautiful. Yeah, hey, listen, once in a while, bar mitzvah's birthday is fine, but, like, I am not waking up to that. Too big. Hurts too bad. Um, I don't know why I love that so much. I just do. Um, our guests that week were Lola Jean and Dominus Eris, who are sex educators and wellness experts. 
Uh, this is de- different than anything that I had ever encountered before, and I, I really wanted to ramp it up this episode because I was like, I know I can do it, so let's fucking push it to the limit. Let's teach me. and s- like I know I physically can because my gynecologist said so, and so did my therapist. So let's push it. Um, these two, they teach very sexy, sexy classes. I will let them explain in this clip. One of the like examples that I love to give, I don't even know if you were there for that, but I was doing a mini squirt demo at NSFW, and it was like, Really last minute, like the PR person just asked if I could throw it together. When you do that, are you using yourself I'm as using the demo? Okay, I wow. like using myself as the demo because like you were saying with pictures and this or that, I have like a vulva puppet that mm. I use, mm-hmm. but I also like using myself because firstly, yeah. it makes me vulnerable first. Yes. So it gives other people permission to yeah. be vulnerable, but also like you don't know unless you see that. Like so many yeah. girls think that their labias are their clits. I did. No, I don't know what I thought it was. I just was confused. Uh, we had a really cool, <laughs> we had a really cool conversation about um, consent too and permission and um, how that all comes into play in the world of sex. And then this is how uh, Dominus Eros and Lola Jean met. This is their meeting story because they work together now. But they met once. We first met actually at House of Yes. I was wearing a dandy little outfit. Do you want to describe the outfit really quick? Uh, I think first. it was leather and your ass was out. Yes, yes. it was a nice little leather jock strap. He ass has was a really out. nice butt. Yeah, yeah, I work on it and just. Beautifully done. Says, do you mind if I grab your ass? I think I said you have a very nice ass. Uh, uh, And then, yeah, can I touch it? And purely consented. I was like, yes, I'm wearing this and you may touch it. It Mm -hmm. I want attention. Mm -hmm. Like uh, that night, I wanted attention. Yes. I'm going to lie, but I want people to be respectful. Very respectful. I think a lot of the women there are very respectful. Still in the the community, the gay community, there's a lot of guys who just think it's still permission. Like, oh, you got your ass out. I can just touch it without even asking. Or like put a finger. Or put a finger. I'm like, number one, you don't have lube on. Do not shove it into my thank ass. You. My ass is very tight. Mm-hmm. It needs some, thank like, you, you know, coaching. Also, where has that hand been? Uh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I agree. Uh, no, I, I've actually heard that a lot at gay clubs that, like, people just, like, kind of go for it. And I th- I think that we've always thought that, like, oh, that's acceptable in gay culture because all gays are like that. Like, no, all no, all humans are like anything. Like, you should ask everyone whether you should do something or not. Like, just don't go up to somebody and hump them. You remember at a bar mitzvah when somebody would come up behind you and hump you and you'd have to be like, is it cute? Like, uh, just don't do that. Just ask. Be like, hey, can I hump you? And then we'll probably be like, sure. Um, this is one of the classes that um, Dominus Eros teaches. Uh, I thought this was a really interesting thing. Um, all hands on dick deck class today mm. where everyone's multi-hand massaging, wearing my little captain's hat, my cute little outfit. We're all <laughs> doing a theme. <laughs> Um, and Aaron's classes are more sexual than mine. Yeah, slightly. Uh, that's for daddy retreat stuff. I can get into that when you want to approach that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so daddy retreat. Uh, I mean you, you could chime in on this. I feel like in a lot of different venues in the gay scene, there's still so much about your presentation, how you look. You have to fit in this beautiful mold of 18 to maybe 40. That's where me pushing it. White. You have to white. You have to look a certain way, be sort of fit. The stereotypical male who just works out all the time, does his eyebrows, yeah. dresses impeccably. You know, as an interior designer as well <laughs> as set designer and right. all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. right? And what I've hated about that was talking to a lot of my clientele, who uh, most of them are older. And they feel like the party has left, where I'm no longer allowed to come to this place because I will be made to feel like the leper in the corner. That retreat was initially geared towards 40-plus-year-olds. However, how I want it is complete inclusivity of everyone. And I understand something. I'm going to get old, too. Mm -hmm. Why am I not going to start now, create a culture where people feel... I can't tell you how often people come to me and tell 
what you're doing is amazing. I can't believe this actually exists. I wow. feel so welcomed. Mm -hmm. There's some guys who will email me prior to coming to class. I'm 40-something years old. I'm overweight. I'm not that good looking. Is it okay if I come to your class? Mm. Do you know how heartbreaking that it's is for someone to ask for permission to come somewhere because they don't fit this particular mold? Yeah. Isn't that sad? But it's oh, it's very cool that uh, he's doing that work and that they're doing that work. I mean, they're they're literally sexually healing so many people. So, yeah, I was like, I'm ready to be sexually healed. What do you got for me? And Lola, I let them give me two assignments just because I was like, let's fucking do this. Uh, Lola was like... You're going to come to my masturbation class, um, which essentially I, I, I went to, um, and you watch her masturbate, and she teaches you how, and then you do it in a, in a room full of women. Uh, I talk about that on episode six. And then another thing I talk about on episode six is my episode f is my assignment from uh, Dominus Eros, or Aaron is his other name. Uh, Aaron offered me a tantric massage, which um, if you know anything about tantra, it means you're naked, and they touch your bits. Um, I talked about that. I honestly, um, I felt a little uncomfortable accepting it because I do have a boyfriend, but I asked him if it was cool. He was like, yeah, all in the name of the discovery. Um, and so, yeah, I did that. And I talked about it with Christina Hutchinson and Corinne Fisher on episode six, uh, who are the hosts of the guys we fucked podcast. They're amazing. Uh, Charlotte also came back and joined us because why? Uh, because before I went to my masturbation class and tantric massage, I actually successfully orgasmed with this thing that Will Winner suggested. Again, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You have to listen to episode six or episode five. I mentioned it that too. Um, but yeah, I did it. Uh, and I didn't do it during the orgasm class or during the tantric massage. So you can hear all about that in episode six. But uh, here is a clip that I loved from Corinne Fisher uh, when she learned about the classes and uh, what I did. Different. Great that you said that. I also hate vibration. It makes me feel so nauseous. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't. I just masturbate with my hand, but... Look at you. I, I, I don't like wish. stuff. I don't like contraptions on my vagina. <laughs> no, Give me you. all the contraptions. Hands I'll take hard it all for me sometimes. <clears throat> I get too into my own self of like i'm not turning me on yeah so like, see that's the main problem yeah. see, that's definitely turning me on yeah, yeah. touch you my boot like all you gotta stuff, like touch the yeah, boot you went to a class it just made me laugh and yeah. i did that you went it's to it's true a, i could be making so much fucking money because like you went to a class to have some like lady tell you to touch your own butt and i was like i've been doing that for like the decade <laughs> okay, but it's like, not <laughs> obvious to all of us corinne and but that's why i'm angry i'm i'm like fucking so <laughs> mad i'm like i could be a zillionaire by now well that's the thing it's been an interesting experience seeing Corinne learned that most people don't talk and most yeah. people don't come. Like yeah. a lot of women, like have never. I understand that they don't, I didn't really the don't talking, but like the other stuff is like, it's oh, like just or the it. not like wanting or like not feeling comfortable touching your own body. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, guys. I, I, Corinne, I love you. You are such a confident woman. I hope we can all be confident as you someday. But yeah, I feel like everybody's got body shit. Or if you don't, I mean, lucky you, man. But uh, this was another thing that we discovered in that episode. The best part about episode six is uh, Corinne and Christina have had their podcast for years together. And I feel like we uncovered a lot of stuff that they didn't even know about each other. Kind of Christina's first time coming experiences and her misconceptions about um, sex and coming and all that stuff. Uh, this is one of my favorite things of the entire podcast and it took me a while to learn that sex involved insertion didn't know that part that was what freaky. did you think it was i didn't know 
rubbing, <laughs> rubbing, up rubbing, rubbing everything. Right, I thought right. that's what it was. Yeah. That's why I thought I could get pregnant from humping stuffed animals because oh. I was like, any day now, I would like wipe myself when I was a kid. I'm like, is there blood? Because that means Wait, there's a baby on the way. About it? Like, yeah. No, no, no. I was like, dreading it. I was like, I'm now. just, I don't know. Should I kill myself or like, I guess I'll just tell them when I'm pregnant. I guess I'll just let them know. Whatever. But the threat and of really being pregnant wasn't to stop you from. Not at all. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yep. You're telling me. Oh, I love that so much. Essentially, she was like fucking the, or <laughs> essentially she was humping the stuffed animal horse um, and she kept thinking she was going to get it pregnant. Uh, that is the greatest thing. And now she's a sexpert. So honestly, if you think about episodes one through six, it's like I go from the most like timid, meek, scared person ever to like I fucking got a tantric massage and went to a masturbation class with a bunch of people and I came it, like I, I did it. Um, you guys. There is more of summary um, on part two coming. That is going to come on Wednesday because, as I said, I'm in Atlantic City uh, doing some shows right now. It is midnight here. Um, I'm just in my hotel room recapping this for you guys. And then uh, we will do uh, a recap of episodes 7 through 14 because even though I came, uh, there's still a journey to go. Obviously, you got to come with people. you got to do... stuff without a device that I have not mentioned yet because we're not going to give them any more free advertising. But yes, you will hear about all that good stuff on part two that is going to come out Wednesday of this week. If you guys want to support the podcast even more than you already do, we love you. Uh, Go rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, Five stars, please. Say nice things. And yeah, we are also uh, starting a Patreon account. Um, So if you want to support this podcast, uh, go to Patreon and uh, give us some money and you'll be able to get some extras. Um, There are so many videos that we've taken of these podcasts, um, outtakes, bloopers. Uh, There are videos from me years ago um, talking about boys and stupid stuff subscribe to the patreon if you want to if it's up by uh now it'll definitely be up by wednesday um but yeah patreon's this great website where you can support um podcasters and artists and shit uh and just like give us money and then you get extra content there's so much stuff that i want to put out and that just doesn't fit into these long episodes and then yeah so we're going to recap episodes 7 through 14 as i said uh That'll be on Wednesday. And then after Wednesday, next Sunday, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming of a brand new episode. Um, I recorded in L.A. for four weeks, and it is sponsored by our newest sponsor, who I will not tell you until next Sunday. Um, But it's really exciting stuff. I got to interview so many fucking awesome people in LA um, and I'm, I'm excited to share all of it with you uh, so yeah we will see you on Wednesday again for part two for the uh, sum up come down uh, and yeah I love you guys I'll see you on Wednesday bye bye it's not you it's me I try so hard to finish honestly they say you'll know when you go all the way from A right down to O I think that I still got a ways to go. Oh, I'm sick of this and I have got to know. How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna just.
Oh, also on the Patreon. You know how I always say like, oh, I'll post that on the Facebook or I'll post that on the. Nobody looks at the Facebook, so I, I, I post it on there sometimes, but like it doesn't get a lot of views. I'm going to post all that stuff on the Patreon. I try to do it on the Instagram, but you guys can always email me, you know, right? Like I, I love feedback. You can always DM me on Instagram, too. I talk to a lot of you, but I know that there's more out there. Um, so, yeah, send me your questions. Send me anything you want. If you're like, Remy, you never posted da da da, I'll do it. Um, just write in. Um, you can, again, DM me at How Come Podcast or at Remy Casimir, or you can always email us at ourfamousfriends at gmail.com. That is ourfamousfriends at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we'll answer your questions. We'll even have you on this podcast. Maybe. We'll see. All right. I'll see you guys on Wednesday uh, for the second half of the Sum Up Come Down. Bye.